Welcome to episode 83 of New Indian Woman podcast airing first in early March 2023 and I am your host Krishna. Today we have Harini Nagendra. This is the second time she is coming as a guest for the podcast. Thanks Harini. Thanks Krishna. For a brief introduction and really brief introduction because she seems to be doing a lot of things. Harini Nagendra is director of research center at Azimplemji University and leads the university center for climate change and sustainability. She has conducted research for over 25 years on sustainability in forests and cities across India and elsewhere. She is a well-known public speaker, columnist and author who writes on ecology and environmental issues for popular audiences. We had an episode with Harini titled How to Creatively Engage Your Family and More. That was episode 21 in the very first year of this podcast. Now we are in the fourth year and I'm so happy to see you back again Harini. I'm really happy to be back Krishna. This episode is in a very different context. Listeners, if you have missed the fact that Harini has come out with a detective novel then you have been hibernating maybe because it's all over the place been winning a lot of awards <laughs> harini has been writing a detective novel set in bangalore in 1920s and the first book was titled bangalore detective club and this is the first book in a series and congrats for all the awards and whatever is coming your way because of this particular development uh, harini congrats Thanks Krishna. And for the benefit of the listeners again, the earlier books were based on research in the context of your area of work, nature in the city, cities and canopies etc. I'll share the complete list uh, as part of the details in this episode. But why detective novel? <laughs> so the thing is Krishna that I actually I used to write fiction before non-fiction. So when mm. I was very young also I wrote we were in delhi so i used to write i've always been fortunate to have very good language teachers in school so hmm. my english teacher encouraged me i used to write these stories for class you know third standard fourth standard you write something and i remember i wrote hmm. something about a child who went into a burning house and saved everybody and something like hmm. that a little story and uh, she read it out in front of class so this was must i must have been in the third or fourth standard and i was very thrilled with that teachers can make a what huge an influence yeah Very what an influence teachers even one teacher is exactly exactly her name was mrs das and i still remember her very fondly today so i used to write for uh, you know i wrote um, there was these uh, little magazines that had children's competitions there was one on converting uh, fairy tales into screenplays so it was in mm. femina actually and for children it was a summer holidays vacation uh, competition so i must have been 8 or 9 and i adapted uh, jack and the beanstalk and i got oh, an honorable okay. mention so my mother kept the magazine for years we can't find it now but there was a little honorable mention that i got for you know not the top 3 awards but the 10 others that were so i was again very thrilling and uh, mm. there was a shankar's international children's competition that uh, the uh, children's trust of india used to run for many many years and mm. uh, there i won a silver medal and a bronze medal and uh, you know so i used to write and then even all the way till my phd i wrote i used to write these stories for hindu used to have the, you know there has a sunday page no wait you have children's stories yeah. 
So I've written mm-hmm. and published there. Even when I was doing my postdoctoral research at uh, Indiana University, I mm-hmm. enrolled in a fiction writing class because um, you know just just for fun. And oh, nice. uh, I wrote a couple of uh, creative writing stories, and one of them got published in a literary fiction magazine online. Right? Hmm. And hmm. then somewhere along the way, that got buried. You know, I started doing my other nonfiction public writing. So I wrote for popular magazines, blogs, newspapers. Then I wrote books. and you know this other thing fell by the wayside but while i was doing the historical research for my work my ecology work on bangalore i was sitting buried by in lots of information on on old bangalore historical bangalore mm-hmm. and i've always been very interested in women's uh, stories especially from an older age how did women in let's say living a century ago or even a thousand years ago manage to be independent you know given societal structures on what you can do what is appropriate what is good behavior all of that and hmm. uh, so maybe it's a combination of those stories i was asking my mother about aunts and her grandmother and all that and this all this material that i had but the main character really kaveri who is this 19 year old young housewife her her character dropped into my head one day this is uh, hmm. this, well, this would be 2007 actually marchish hmm. sometime in my mother's house and i said okay i should write this book and then you know the book took a very long time to write because i had written yeah. stories before not a full length mm. book so by the time i actually got it published it was 14 years later but yeah the, the thing is it started i mean let's say fiction was my first writing love then non fiction came later oh that's interesting so harini in this episode i would like to look at your writing in two parts okay i know a lot of people have interviewed you about this book initially i was very excited and i was reading those interviews then i said no i will not even read them <laughs> because i want to speak to you but there are two parts for this discussion hmm. one part is about you as a writer you as a woman writer and finding time for writing etc etc i have some specific thoughts around that which i would like to discuss the hmm. other part is about the book itself hmm. for the first time i was reading a fiction but i was underlining points and putting question marks because i want to discuss this with harini okay <laughs> yeah so the first part about the 14 years hmm. complete uh, one was time actually right uh, 14 <laughs> years to complete the book and i have this question and i remember you talking about this when i was there and i was so happy to be at the launch of this book as well and my question is do you think you took 14 years because you are a woman in the sense the responsibility of being a young mother managing work and home hmm. infringing into shelving or parking a passion project would you consider it that way definitely and i think also a working woman part of the thing was home i mean i'm that way very fortunate i have a lot of help we have a lady who's been with us for 20 years and you know does the cooking manages the house so she lakshmi is my lifeline and because of her everything gets done in the house but nevertheless you know there were in-laws who lived with us and passed away my husband does a lot of the the emotional load of the house so hmm that part but you know there's still the the part of being a mother <laughs> which hmm. you can't and the part of elder care like now my mother lives with me right there are things that i cannot hand over to anyone else the time spent hmm. with with you know my mother or my daughter for instance that is not and especially when my daughter was young the time that she required of me Hmm. you can't substitute that with anyone else uh, so yes i would completely agree that there was a lot of that if i was not a 
if i didn't have a full i should have had one of the two not being there if i didn't have the full time job hmm which i do and if i didn't have hmm. the you know come home and then need to do stuff at home or spend time at home with people i'd say hmm you know, hmm then one of the two has to give way so then it, beca- it became really hard the first time that's why it took 14 years to find out how to spend the time and it's not like i spent all the 14 years writing there were times i would hmm. just give up 3 4 years in between yeah. it would just get stuck there and i wouldn't do anything and kaveri wouldn't let you keep quiet kaveri wouldn't let me go i'd come back and wistfully say something and then my husband would push me why are you not writing you can't just give up like that if you wanted to do this don't don't give up and feel regrets later hmm. so he says there's no point you know you don't don't if you are not going to feel the regrets if you can come to terms with it then don't do it but if you're hmm. not coming to terms with it then push ahead because then it'll you, you just have to find that path and just move ahead so and yeah. as dhwani my daughter grew older so i started writing it when i was pregnant with her hmm. and i my actual plans were that i you know i didn't uh, think uh, i thought when she was very young she would just she would just be sleeping most of the time and i would have time and i would just sit down and write this end to end hmm. <laughs> and obviously then that didn't happen but then as she grew older and she started becoming part of the conversation she also started adding the push Hmm. and saying you know come on amma you have to do this and so hmm. you know with both of them pushing i think i eventually met so i so anyway coming back to your question i'd say being a woman it took me longer but also hmm. being a woman because i got the support of uh, both husband and daughter who was constantly pushing me and encouraging me not to give up i moved hmm. ahead yeah and that that makes me wonder because sometimes women tend to be silent about some of these what they want to do Yeah. and you never know uh, you may get all the help you want around you if you just chose to talk about it and engage about it right yes, yes, exactly yeah. i follow you on social media and i remember you sharing an article by the author olivia campbell yeah. and i just want to read that section for the benefit of uh, the listeners this particular write up talks about the great male authors require long periods of uninterrupted seclusion to think and write it's a literary world given rarely questioned the one i think of most and i quote this is olivia campbell writing is jd selinger who built a cabin in the woods a quarter mile from his house to have a quiet place to work away from his family he stayed there for weeks at a time leaving his wife to raise their two young children alone but she also had to take care of him bringing him sandwiches so he didn't starve if a woman writer behaved like that chances are she would be maligned as neglectful monstrous instead in packed cars closets and bathrooms writer moms search for solitude <laughs> i love this uh, article and you have shared this yes and what do you think is the relevance of this for an indian woman and especially when one is in creative pursuits i mean it's huge you know i just sometimes i wish i really wish i had a cabin in the woods that i could go away to and this is despite all the support you know i really have much mm-hmm. more support than many many other women do and mm-hmm. but despite that somebody will come in asking for something or wanting to share something or you know and then suddenly you get your inner world you're typing and you are mm. focused on that world i mean because you go for me especially i'm going back to 1920s bangalore hmm and then let's say eggs are over out in the house so they have to be ordered mm-hmm. or you know uh, the courier is there or uh, you know my daughter wants some help with biology because exams are going on what do you do mm. you can't say i'm writing a book you know never mind your final exams 
So there's something or the other, but that something might be a two-minute thing, hmm. and it pulls you out for half an hour. Hmm. And so it really, I mean, so I completely get it. I mean, it, it's impossible, I think, to ask for that solitude. But you know, there is another writer that I admire greatly. In fact, one of my favorite writers, Robin Hobb. And for those listeners who have not read her um, fantasy books, they are just—I mean—they're incredible. And they talk about a lot of the human relationships with nature, which is obviously something that interests me greatly. But she's mm-hmm. always she's had she has three or four children. She still takes care of her grandchildren. She runs a farm. She does the cooking. And so what she's always said is that you can't never make the excuse that I don't have time for writing. Always write, mm-hmm. even if it's in your head. If the washing machine is running, you're writing. If you're cooking and stirring something in the pot, you're writing. Because the back of your head is thinking of stories. And learn to be efficient with your time, so that when you get that chunk of time, you just sit and write. Yeah. So I, I am yeah. trying to train myself at that because I don't think this is really going to. I can't think <laughs> of the time when this cabin in the woods will come. Yeah. And yeah. also, when will we want to do it, Krishna? Because I mean, I've. Sometimes when I'm very frustrated, I obsessively search on my computer for all these writing retreats. Okay, and hmm, there are some hmm. beautiful ones—two weeks, three weeks, even in Bangalore, but hmm. also in different lovely parts of the world. You can go to France or something, and they will pay for you if you apply, and that you know at least you have a chance of uh, getting funding. Hmm, hmm. And you can go and stay there. So you know, whenever I'm especially frustrated, my daughter and husband will tell me, "Why don't you just apply and go?" You know, instead of telling us about these. But hmm. then I'm thinking, actually, do I want to spend three, four weeks away from them? Sitting hmm. and writing, and I don't think so because I think I'll miss them desperately because I have to come back and tell them that this is where the story is progressed to, and this is what is coming in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. True, so I don't true. think we as women maybe want that cabin also and that solitude. That's also true. Uh, you talk about the wonderful support system. Plus, uh, you are what we would call from a privileged and upper middle class environment. Yes. Plus, yes. a lot of exposure in terms of traveling abroad, etc. My question is, what are your thoughts on women without these who still choose to write, even as a profession, right? Many famous women authors, including Mahashweta Devi, come to my mm-hmm. mind, actually. Mm-hmm. Their struggles are so much more because in the case of Mahashweta Devi, uh, it's not as if uh, her writing uh, would run the family, but she had to support and she had to manage it alone. and some of the even contemporary women authors especially in regional languages have to fight to find the space to write because during the course of their lifetime they may not become famous they may uh, the reach may not be, be there but the, there is a strong urge to write so i'm interested in what makes women brave all these difficulties and still want to engage in these so often labeled as selfish pursuits and the reason why i'm asking this question is because there will be many people out there thinking okay what's the point in me writing i may not become famous i may not get the solitude i may not whatever 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 yeah so that is where that question becomes relevant for especially yeah. for this audience very true i have i mean great admiration for people who manage to do i mean my mother for instance never had uh, dinner many of the opportunities that i had she was always taking care of in-laws and then her own daughter and grandson and then uh, you know um, my father was very unwell for the last 17 years of his life so constant caregiving she kept up her veena through everything you know hmm. and not for fame never played outside the house 
Hmm. It's hmm. just something creative that somewhere she would find time. It could be ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Even now, with all her health issues, she somehow manages to put it on her lap and play at least three, four times a week. So, what drives women to do all these creative things? I have great admiration for all of that. I think it is therapy because it is you know women have a lot of struggles. Where do you get to express yourself freely? Hmm. The other day we had gone out. Okay, somewhere on Hosu Road, we stopped at some small place to have dosa for breakfast mm. as we were driving. Mm. And I was just looking at a. First of all, there are no single women eating at the tables, right? There will be mm. women with families always. There's so many single men. So mm. what makes them so comfortable coming out? But the other thing is, look at the body language. Look at the way they mm. sit. They can spread. Mm. They can stretch. They can own mm. the table. They can own the space. and the women are all sitting demurely we don't hold space we try and make ourselves invisible especially when we are outside or definitely when we are inside the home we don't throw authority you know we are always mm. adjusting it's something mm. we are raised to do i think it's sort of very societal very ingrained in us then where is the space for what today's world would call therapy hmm whom do you talk to to actually share your innermost feelings Hmm. You can't talk to other people because they will say, you know, what kind of a person is she? She is talking about struggles with her own family. Is she bad mouthing them? And it's often not, right? You just want to unburden yourself or say something. Hmm. Hmm. So I think writing is therapy, and this is something I'm reading from a lot of women writers recently. Even I've been very curious about why they write, and I'm reading hmm. a lot of the biographies of these women writers or autobiographies rather. and they mm-hmm. all say that they write because they could not not write because that writing helps them make sense of their lives even if they fictionalize it and put it in other things writing is what makes them come to terms with their world hmm and that is what i think we need to find time for so you are absolutely right it need not be fame it need no it could be a diary it could be poetry it could be whatever it is but just something where you can sit down and put something into words sometimes fictionalizing is very nice you know because if somebody reads mm-hmm. your diary you don't know what they're going to think of you but if you fictionalize mm-hmm. it and put it into a character's life the same mm-hmm. emotions the same feelings it helps you make sense of your world beautiful whatever creative pursuits there is no need for women to question okay what is the point of doing it even if somebody is labeling you as it is a selfish pursuit but still there is a need to do it there may be resistance around it but still whether it is writing whether it is music whether it is whatever whatever they feel that they have to engage in creative pursuits there is meaning in it there is lot of uh, satisfaction they get about it and it makes sense mm, very true very true and coming to a more practical level how did you set aside the time to write <laughs> because you have a very demanding job i'm aware of your current role and that responsibility also includes a lot of creativity it's not as if it's a fixed 9 to 5 kind of a thing as head of a research center and i don't think it's possible to finish everything else and then steal time at the end of the day for something like this what are the techniques employed by you it's something that i've had to work for so when i wrote my first non fiction book nature in the city Uh, I didn't have all of these responsibilities. Those already in the university in teaching and research, but there, mm. what I did was for those few months, I uh, just wrote in a frenzy. So I would, you know, start so finish dinner eight thirty or something, hibernate, and just get in there and write till twelve one. Mm. 
ओके एंड नाउ आई एम ओल्डर आई एम क्रॉस्ड फिफ्टी हेल्थ डज नॉट परमिट इट फ्रेंकली आई यूज टू बी परफेक्टली फाइन टू स्टे अप एट नाइट एंड ओवर स्ट्रेच माई सेल्फ एंड आई फाइन नाउ आई कैनॉट डू दैट आई नीड टू सेट असाइड टाइम फॉर माई एक्सरसाइज for to hmm. sleep properly you know at a decent hour otherwise the next day I, i mean if i do this for 2 3 days in a row i fall sick hmm. so i can't stretch the way i used to what i am hmm. doing is i have become more disciplined at scheduling my time so i think there's always we find however much we think we are efficient we find time that we waste in places hmm. so all social media is off my phone <laughs> okay Mm-hmm. I uh, don't check my WhatsApp. Most people, you know, send me WhatsApp, and now my aunts have started complaining that you don't respond for three, four days. I don't. I just, mm-hmm. I, I can only do certain things. I mm-hmm. set aside a time, a chunk of time. Like now, uh, January, February, March, I'm working on the Bangalore Detectives Club book three in the series, mm-hmm. and uh, that time is set aside. So what I do is Saturdays and Sundays, I need to find a chunk of three hours. That's a big hmm. chunk that I set aside. Hmm. Then two other days in the week, I need to find a two-hour stretch, either first thing in the morning or late at night. Hmm. So that's how I've designed it, and the rest of the time I don't think about it. So either begin before I begin my work day, or after I'm done with it. Because what I find is when I'm, as you say, because the work is also creative, but in a very different way. No, hmm. if I I can't. take a half an hour break at lunch time and get into my book because okay. i'm kind of exhausted with the thinking of that thinking is going on in the back of my head how do you get for instance a research conclave that people share their research how do you make it exciting for people that i i can't switch to a different other creative mm. part mm. so it has mm. to be either before the work day begins or completely after the work day ends but i find with some scheduling so i now schedule this so in december i schedule my january february march and i tried mm-hmm. to make sure that those two hour days so for instance now on monday tuesday i'm going to chennai to teach at so there's a executive mba program and i'm going to talk to them about sustainability so i know mm-hmm. that monday tuesday i can't get that done and i knew that two months ago mm-hmm. so those are not my scheduled days so i'm working that into my schedule even though it's not in working hours to make sure that my work doesn't spill over for those days into the evening and night because you're right work when there's you know urgent deadlines they spill over Correct, correct. So that is how I sort of. Yeah. If you plan, I have also faced the same scenario. I know the kind of work I do is not as enormous uh, and big as you do. No, but you have deadlines. You 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 have yeah. a lot of urgent deadlines also to handle. <laughs> True, but theoretically, I can say, okay, I'll come back in the evening and do one hour, one hour, one and a half hours. But I know I'll be exhausted, so it will exist only in theory. And there is a lot of focus required on scheduling your weeks, days, etc. People may think, and that is why I am taking more time on this particular aspect. Hmm. It may think that you know. Okay, everybody is there. Everything is there. Support system is there. So, what is there? You can go and sit and write. That is not how it works, right? You need creative energy, and you need to what do you say? Uh, save your time as if it is the most precious asset. I'm saying, like you take care of your health, you have to take care of your time. Yes, and some things will go at that time. I mean, hmm. I know this is a. It sounds very mundane to say this. but it now i know that in these two months i am not going to wash my get to even wash my hair every week <laughs> it sounds very <laughs> mundane to say that but that takes half an hour 45 minutes that sometimes i just don't have in the week my office is a mess you should just not i mean i've banned people from coming in because that one room i'm saying don't even come in 
very simple things that i want to do i need to go to the bank and get something done i'm not able to so i just said okay mm. two months i'm going to set all of that aside because i simply cannot mm. i don't have that time most of us our time gets just divided into lot of small 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 things where 2 hours or 3 hours that you are talking about it is very difficult after a work day after or before what i'm trying to say is when your day is fully planned finding another 2 or 3 hour slots it's not easy it's not easy and, and you know begin with elders many of us can relate to this living at home there are things like doctor visits bank hmm. stuff you know paperwork there's always something you know yesterday for instance so my mother's having difficulty walking so finding the right slippers at that age becomes it sounds trivial mm-hmm. no but there are multiple visits that you have to make to shoe they shop they suck your time they suck the time and yet they're very important because if if we don't take that time to to think of something as simple as footwear which is so important mm-hmm. to them that they can't get out of the house mm-hmm. to neglect that would be extraordinarily selfish mm-hmm. right true but to do it takes time yeah so a lot of planning lot of obsessive planning my, so my to do lists have all kinds of ridiculous things about it you know <laughs> when we do all this sometimes we become more control oriented hmm. and also sometimes try to fit into our own superwoman images be it yes. the role of the mother wife caregiver etc where we feel we default it comes to i have to do it yes uh, otherwise it will not happen and those tasks not overlapping with work so how much of this you had to consciously do something about i'm saying washing one's own hair while it looks mundane but one needs to deal with it and one has little more flexibility and freedom yes. around it <laughs> but there are uh, so many other things where one doesn't have yes so i want yes. to talk about what is it that you had to do consciously about balancing like this we will pause here for now and resume the discussion in the next episode meanwhile it may be a good idea for you also to examine this question for yourself do you tend to become control oriented and try to fit yourself into a superwoman image where you feel you have to do this and that for the various roles you play i do hope you enjoyed this discussion with harini about creating space for our own creative pursuits and also about making it a priority to set aside time for it until the next episode then take care and thanks for listening in so with that we come to the end of another episode of new indian woman see you again in the next episode do visit my website thenewindianwoman.com for related blogs on this topic of course I would love to hear from you. You could rate or leave a comment in your podcast app or write to me at krishna@thenewindianwoman.com. At Remember, you are what you want to be and the time starts now.